0: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Issue Podcast. Make sure to check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell your friends and listen to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is another episode of The Issue. It is Friday, November 20th, uh, and we have a pretty good episode for you guys today. Um, Lot to get to. We're going to start out with some Thursday thoughts. Uh, I know Tim has a rant that we're going to get to after that, kind of uh, ripping up a list a little bit. And then we're going to hit a break. After the break, we'll come back with some divisional checks. So we're going to go through our divisional predictions from preseason, see how uh, everything is shaping up and looking now. Uh, And then we're going to finish off the episode with our Sunday predictions, the best part of every Friday episode, in my opinion. But uh, Tim is with me on the phone. Couldn't be in person. So, Tim, what's going on?
1: I'm not much. Just excited for uh, another day of the issue. Mm-hmm. um you know i'm excited it's, exciting. it's a really good week for football um this coming sunday
0: so obviously excited to get to that it's going to be awesome so. yes um so we're going to start out thursday thoughts i'm going to proceed this segment just by saying guys i don't know why you listen to any other sports show uh if you're here for betting well, keep coming back for betting advice because I hit it on the nose. I texted you last night, Tim, I told you. I said Seahawks by seven, and guess what, baby? Seattle by seven. Uh, Seahawks by seven, yeah, we
1: both picked Seattle to cover. We both picked the under, and we both nailed it. You nailed it a little bit more than I did, obviously, with the with the by seven prediction. That was beautiful to see. But like I said, like you
0: said, we both hit um, the betting line, so impressive night for us. Absolutely. So if you guys have any friends that do any sports betting or, you know, friends that are really bad at sports betting and you're just trying to find somebody that you can trust, well, you can trust us here at The Issue. It's basically what I'm getting at, Tim. That's basically what all I'm saying. Uh, so we're going to start out. Yeah. Um, so this Thursday game, kind of interesting. Um, I have some of my thoughts on it. I'd like to hear what you think about what do you think about how Russ looked compared to Kyler? Is one, my big question that I was wondering.
1: I thought it was clear the veteran presence of Russ. Um, he didn't light up the stat sheet, really, by any means. Yeah. I uh, didn't even eclipse 200 yards um, through the air, but mm-hmm. only five incompletions. Incredibly efficient. I mean, let's see what his completion percentage was here. I mean, he completed 82% of his throws. Um, only 197 yards, though. Two touchdowns, no picks had hundred and twenty TBR. He did what he needed to win the football game. There wasn't a lot of um, as a metaphor here. Wasn't a lot of fat on his game. You know, it was it was a really clean, trimmed up game for him.
0: Yeah. I think is is a different Ross than we've been seeing because he had a run game. His his top running back was back.
1: Carlos Hyde averaged over five and a half yards a carry and a touchdown. So he he had a little bit of support and his defense played decent. Right. So I, I think this is the roster that that is uh win more games you know we always know that Russ um, can put up the stats and put up MVP type seasons and stuff like that but my last time they made a deep playoff run you know when they won the Super Bowl and, uh, and then when they lost to, to, to New England so we haven't seen Russ and that team be able to carry it too far but I think what we saw last night could be a team that can't good defense got pressure on Kyler it mm-hmm. um, you know, was beautiful to see and i
0: thought that russ is more of a tactician than anything. Well, yeah, and you can be more of a tactician when you actually have a supporting cast around you. Uh i think the thing that stood out to me last night like you said, getting hide back was huge and and having that presence in the backfield is huge. It kind of takes some of the pressure off of russ because russ has been running this franchise all season. Um it's no it's no surprise Uh, when you look at the, at the stat sheets every week and you see Russ has like these ridiculously great numbers and everybody else is just, you know, kind of average. Um, but I think the big story last night was Seattle actually looked like a team for, I'd say maybe the first time all season, uh, like you said, their defense actually came, they actually showed up. Uh, that, that was a good, that's a good thing to see, especially from a team that gives up so many points. Um. No, but I think Russ looked really good. Uh, Being able to take the pressure off with more of a run game, I think, was the key. Um, And they actually held Kyler in check, which I was surprised. I mean, he still put up 21 points, but I was surprised that that Seattle defense could hold a guy like Kyler in check for that long. I agree. I thought thought they made him kind of uncomfortable Um, early in the drive. He actually got hit once
1: on one of the opening, opening drives, and his shoulder was a little bit banged up for the remainder of the game.
0: Yeah. I thought that was kind of huge. It set the tone and let them know that, hey, I mean, a pass rush isn't historically or even this past season hasn't been great, but we're, we're going to get after you today. Right. And they did, and they hit him a, a good amount, only three sacks, but I
1: think they hit him uh, north of 10 times, which is, is a lot for Kyler
0: because he's a slippery guy. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was, I, I thought the Seattle defense
1: might have been the story of the game. I mean, they won the game on a sack.
0: Yes. Um, I think that was huge. The Seattle defense. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about is, God, that Seattle offensive line is bad. Though, I mean, I, I think oh, it, I think it was the first play of the game Russ was sacked, or like second play of the game yep. Russ got yep. sacked. It was the first play again. Yeah, um, and that didn't really change throughout the game. Uh, they were getting pressure in the backfield, and I don't think it's the strength of. Arizona's defensive line. I think it's the lack of Seattle's offensive line uh, that we saw because Arizona doesn't have an like an overly dominant defensive line. But they were able. Well, to, I agree. And then you look, Chandler Jones is their best passer. He was out. So yes. It's Like when Chandler Jones there, he would be like, okay, maybe you know
1: they got pressure. I was like, I, I kind of get that. He was out. You know, their, their top defensive player um, for their front seven was out. So it's, it's not like they had a dominant presence.
0: Up right, and that just shows how weak the Seattle offensive line is. But nevertheless, a good game. Uh, it was fun to watch. Glad we predicted it correct. Uh, Seattle wins that one 28-21. Uh, so we're going to move on here. Tim, uh, I know you sent me a list earlier this week. and Oh, uh, God.
1: I saw this list on Twitter, right? Yeah. Chris Sims, pretty smart guy, kind of uh, known as a quarterback guru type of guy. Uh-huh. Oh, good Lord, did he butcher a list, man. He <laughs> butchered a list. He gave out his mid-season top 10 quarterback. We'll just start now by reading it, and then we'll start dissecting, yeah? Yeah, um, So We'll start at number one, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's too much of a shock. Let's go and number two, Aaron Rodgers, okay. Three, Russell Wilson. Four, Kyler Murray. Five, Josh Allen. <laughs> Six, Deshaun Watson. Seven, Lamar Jackson. Eight, Justin Herbert. Nine, Joe Burrow. Ten, Ryan Tanning.
0: I need to be top ten, the midseason top ten quarterbacks from this year, from Chris Sims. Wow, they really—they wow. really put um, Joe Burrow in the top ten.
1: <laughs> I, I so what I've been doing the past five minutes or so, I've been pulling up stats on my computer. I got about fifteen browsers open <laughs> of all the quarterbacks that are on this list and the quarterbacks I think were snubbed from this
0: list. Okay.
1: Okay, so let's go to. Let's just start dissecting, right? Number one, Patrick Mahomes, I don't think anyone's going to really dispute this. Look, he's completing 67% of his throws. He's got um, about 2,700 yards, which is good for, I believe, fourth or fifth in the league. He's got 25 touchdowns, one pick, a a QBR of uh, 116. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that he's he's definitely a top two quarterback, uh, probably number one this year. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to number two here. Aaron Rodgers not a lot not a lot of argument here for me Uh, he's completing 68% of his throws he's got 2600 yards 26 touchdowns 3 picks 116 QBR
0: that's a really good year so far oh very good
1: he had 26 touchdowns all of last year to put into
0: perspective wow
1: he's got more touchdowns this year than he has in the past three years so I mean he's he's off to a torrent first half of the first half of the year. I don't think there's a lot of argument there. I think Ross, you could argue at number two instead of number three. Um, above Rogers a little bit. He's got more touchdowns. does have more mistakes, though. But he's completing 71% of his throws. He's got about 3,000 yards. He's got 30 touchdowns, 10 picks, 112 QBR.
0: Yeah, that one's surprising to me. That he wouldn't be up... I, I would put him above Aaron Rodgers... Personally, um, I just think he's done more with less. Uh, I think he's the better quarterback. I don't know, but then he does have the, a lot of picks. So mm, I, 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 don't, I don't think, I don't, look, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick over, oh, I'm this pick and everybody's
1: going to push down they because they're, they're so similar. Their stats are so similar um, from one, two, and three. I think you can argue any order for those three, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Um. I. I. But my problem is when we get lower on the list and people that are snubbed from this list who probably should be more like sixth on this list who aren't even on the list. That. That's <laughs> my issue. But we'll keep going here. Yeah. Um. Let's go going to number four, Kyler Murray. Okay. I. I could see it. You know, he's got. I want to say ten rushing touchdowns. Maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think he's got ten to add to his nineteen throwing. So it's twenty nine total
0: touchdowns. 8 okay. Picks. Yeah. Completing 68% of his throws as a guy who's not even known really for you know, for his efficiency. He's more of a air it out type of guy, right? Yeah. And uh, he's still completing 68% of his throws,
1: which is probably top five in the league. Mm-hmm. He's got 2,600 yards, and he's got a pass rating of 99. And that's
0: okay. really good. Okay, my thing, I really like Kyler. I really do. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I definitely think he's top 10, but I would not put him at four right now. There, there's about. I think four is a bit of a stretch as well because
1: here's my issue. Let's look at some guys that were snug. Let's look at Ben's stats okay.
0: compared to Kyler. Yeah. Okay. Ben's completing sixty-seven percent of his throws. Hmm. Kyler's completing
1: sixty-eight. So, negligibly different, one percent. Okay. Yards, Ben's got twenty-three hundred roughly. Kyler's got twenty-six hundred. Okay. All right. I give the edge to Kyler. There. Kyler's got nineteen touchdowns, eight picks. Ben's twenty-two touchdowns. Picks rating of 103,
0: Kyler's rating is 99. And so, and, and I think you could argue Kyler is ahead because of the rushing numbers,
1: but is he? I don't know what Ben would be rated on here. I'm guessing he'd be in the next couple quarterbacks. Is Ben seven to nine spots behind him? No, no way.
0: And whose team is nine and zero? can we talk about that for a second? Exactly, because wins matter, leading matters. Um. I'm not saying Kyler's not a leader, Did you see but. Joe Burrow's quote? What's up? You see Joe Burrow's quote. You, it's exactly
1: what you're talking about. Someone asked Joe Burrow, said, "Hey, how do you uh, measure, you know, your personal success outside of the wins and losses and uh, the W's and the L's? How do you measure, you know, your personal success?" And he goes, he, he chuckles, and he goes, <laughs> "Wins and losses. That's the mentality you need. Look, nothing matters if you're not winning. Right. Look, Matt Stafford, the year that the." Lions went sixteen zero. I don't know what his stats were, but I'm guessing they weren't awful. No, you no. Know, I'm guessing he was a decent quarterback because he's always been a decent quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I just think I think Kyler has too many mistakes for me right now, and he's not quite as consistent throwing the football to be number four on this list.
0: Yeah, I mean, because that's...
1: let's look at a guy who is consistent throwing the football. How about Tom Brady?
0: Right, sixty-six percent completion. 2,700 yards, 23 touchdowns, 7
1: picks, 99 QB. Very similar to Kyler. But then again, he's not even in
0: the top 10. So is he 7 to 9 spots behind Kyler? No way. I'll take Brady. Yeah, I would take Brady over Kyler right now. Um, I'm, it's not a rip on Kyler. I think Kyler's a great quarterback. I have nothing but good things to say about Kyler. But I just don't think he's a top-four quarterback in, at this midseason point so far. I, I can think of Brady, uh, Ben. I would i mean it's just so hard because he's so good and so young and so shifty and just something that we haven't seen in a while i think people are kind of jumping the gun a little bit with putting him that high on the list Uh, i think we need to give it a second like take a step back take a breath uh look around at some of your other options i mean would I rather have Kyler going in the long run than any of these quarterbacks that we just named? Absolutely. He's way younger, and he has a like, huge upside. But right now, midseason, is he a top-four quarterback in the league? I say no.
1: I agree. I could not agree more. I mean, look at a guy. Look at Jared Goff's stats. I mean, Jared Goff is an incredibly competent quarterback. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Jared Goff... 13 touchdowns, 6 picks, QBR of 95, complete percentage of 66, um, to 2,500 yards-ish. I mean, yes, that's that's not as good as Kyler. I am well aware, guys. I have eyes. I can see the stats. I can see the play. I know he's not Kyler Murray. But is he you know, better than Ryan Tannehill? Probably. Probably. Let's look at... Well, let's we'll just keep going. Now. Let's not jump the gun. So, Kyler's 4. I would argue he's definitely top 10. Definitely probably top 7. But 4, maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, let's go number five here, Josh Allen. Okay. I'm not going to really dispute this much. Uh, 68% completion percentage, 2,900 yards, best in the league, 21 touchdowns, seven picks, of 103.
0: Didn't have a single touchdown against the Jets, and that's what stands out to me. I agree. I agree. I think his bad games have been have been too bad have know been know her- I mean? they've been horrific the Patriots, they have been horrific I mean, the Patriots game no touchdowns one pick QBR of 66
1: you'll get uh, even that Chiefs game two touchdowns one pick QBR of 73 completed only 52% of his throws yeah. that's just not going to do at the NFL
0: level no um, look Josh Allen I think is going to be great I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league here in about 3-4 to four years um, he needs time to develop um, hey, he has a great arm. He great arm strength. Um, but I think he's making too many young quarterback decisions right now. Um, forcing I agree, the ball I, agree. I mean that's like that's like Daniel Jones. Look, Daniel Jones has size, he can move, he's, he can make all the
1: throws, he's just turning the ball over too much. But the potential's there. You just gotta channel it a little bit. You gotta you gotta rein it in and you've seen Daniel Jones back to back games with no turnovers. Look, he's starting to click starting to click snack. And so I think Josh Allen still needs another year to you know, look. Next year, I'd be scared to face Josh Allen. To be honest with you. after another offseason, so he's had some success. And then when you have success, usually defense start to figure out, and that's when you've got to make your second adjustment as a young quarterback. Yes. Lamar is in that phase right now. He's got to make his second adjustment because now defenses are starting to stack the box, make him throw outside the numbers. He's got to make that second adjustment. Mm-hmm. And Josh is on that same thing right now. He's got to make that second adjustment. But good thing is, He's got a really good
0: coaching staff. I think he will make that second adjustment. I think he will too. Um, but here's just another problem again. I think he is a top ten quarterback. I would not put him at number five though. I would put him more around. I'd say nine or the tenth spot, just based on some of the really bad games he's had this year. I think he's towards the bottom. He's in our tier three. Um, so I, I would assume we'd have him if we did a. We maybe we should do a, a top ten list. Uh, like that and, and throw it up on the Instagram but um, I, I just think with where we have Josh Allen at in our quarterback tiers I would put him as more of a number 9 or a number 10 kind of guy right now I wouldn't put him at 5 what do you think uh, I agree I agree okay so i
1: some difficulties Airpods got I gotta gotta get some some wired
0: connection in here <laughs> I gotcha I gotcha we'll make sure it sounds good though I'll let you know how you're sounding um, so wait who do you have number six on the list I'll, I'll kind of start off on that if you just want to sorry uh, let's
1: see sorry I didn't catch that I was, I was plugging in here
0: what's that uh, who's number six on the list alright
1: number six let's keep going here how am I
0: sounding you're sounding good alright cool
1: cool um, alright number six Deshaun Watson alright I think I could keep on that, I guess. Um, he's got 107 pass rating. That's better than Josh Allen. It's better than Kyle Murray. And, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's solid. And it's better than the people behind him as well. So 107 QBR, he's got 18 touchdowns, five picks, 2,500 yards, completing 68% of his throws with not that much help at all. Defense isn't good. So he's on the field, um, a pretty good amount. Yeah. And, uh, Actually, I'm sorry, he's, he's off the field a pretty good amount because his defense um, is getting worked. So he's, he's having less possessions. He's got to play from behind more. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the, the wins aren't really translating right now, but he himself is playing well. And this isn't a, a ranking of teams, this is a ranking of,
0: of quarterbacks. Yes. Um, I said on Wednesday's episode, <clears throat> Oh my bad. I said on Wednesday's episode that uh, I, I felt bad for Deshaun, and I, I still do. That hasn't changed since Wednesday. Um I mean he's a great quarterback. He has all the pieces that he needs uh to be successful like with himself. I'm not saying pieces on the team uh because that's where he's lacking. Um and it's not his fault, but there's nobody on that Houston team nobody outside of Will Fuller to throw the football to. Um so he's very limited but yet still doing a lot. And I I, I know that you said, you know, he's not getting a lot of wins. Yeah. We're one of the bottom teams in the league, but that doesn't mean he himself is playing horribly. Uh, Deshaun's playing really well, very high level, with a possible upside if he actually got some pieces around him. Deshaun Watson would be really, really, really scary. Um,
1: I agree, and you got to think he's doing it with an interim head coach. So, yes. take a little grain of salt here. It's just kind of a rebuild. Uh, for, for Houston and in, in, in a rebuild he's got 107 QBR so yeah he's
0: he's looking good this year I, I don't have any problem with where he's at I
1: agree um, okay number seven I have a I have a large problem
0: Lamar Jackson yeah that's that's not good alright here we go I mean this is where I kind of get on
1: my soapbox a little bit here Lamar Jackson's clean 64% of his throws that's average completely very very average you know what average is in this league that's the 16th best quarterback um, you know what his complete percentages since week two. I don't know it, but it's under 60%. you want to know who has more yards than him and hasn't played in four weeks? Dak Prescott. <laughs> I know Dak Prescott is on a torrent pace, and it's hard to compare a historic pace to, to Lamar, but you've played four more games than him, and you have about 100 less passing yards. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's not good.
1: Fourteen touchdowns? Four- Fourteen touchdowns. Russell Wilson has double that, double that, and and Lamar's only four slots behind him. A 96 pass rating. I'm not saying that that is is bad, but is that the seventh best quarterback in the league? Good? No, no, no. Justin Herbert's, who's right behind him, is 103 and has more touchdowns, more yards, and has played one less game. Even the guy. Um, even Ryan Tana, who I'm not even a huge fan of, has more touchdowns, more yards, uh, better completion percentage, less interceptions, better QBR, and is ranked 10th. What? You tell me Big Ben's on this list. Big Ben and that team made Lamar Jackson look like a middle school quarterback. Big Ben's got 22 touchdowns, four picks, 103 QBR, more yards, better completion percentage. Tom Brady, better completion percentage, more yards, more touchdowns, uh, a little bit more picks but not negatively different. He Lamar's got five, Tom's got seven, who cares? Um, Tom's got a, has a better QBR. So Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a little bit worse of a QBR by exactly one point, has one less touchdown, same amount of picks, more yards, better completion percentage. He's about he's about Jared Goff
0: good, which is about the 12th best quarterback, the 13th best quarterback in the league. What about Derek Carr? What, is, what are his numbers? Oh,
1: the fact that Derek Carr is a snub, I can't believe you brought him up. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely I... unbelievable that he is not on this list. I would put they pull up Derek Carr I think Derek Carr is probably the eleventh best quarterback. I think I think he's right outside this list.
0: I'd put him above freaking Lamar. Derek
1: Carr is completing sixty nine percent of his passes for twenty two hundred yards, which is more than Lamar I want to point out. Better complete spread more yards, sixteen touchdowns, more touchdowns than Lamar, two picks, far less picks than Lamar, and a hundred and seven pass rating, which is to we do the
0: math here, 11 points higher than Lamar. And and let me get this straight dude. Derek Carr. Uh, wait, Tim, who's that really, really good team that they beat? They, they wear red. I think they're from, uh, that's right, Kansas City. They beat okay, Kansas City. That's
1: right. And let's let's look at Lamar's stats versus Kansas City. Ooh, jeez. He completed 54% of his throws. From, oh, he didn't crack 100. Oh, he had 97 yards passing. One touchdown, no pick, 73 QBR. We'll let's see what Derek Carr did against them. Oh, Derek Carr completed over 70% of his throws. at 71%, had 347 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, 127 QBR.
0: <laughs> see? I mean...
1: Dude, that's I find that odd. I,
0: I would maybe put Derek Carr at number 10, or, or like you said, 11 maybe, because, I mean, he's really good. I would definitely put him ahead of freaking Lamar. That's for sure.
1: So 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 let's 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 do a little uh impromptu recreationist list real quick. So we can agree that Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson are top three. We're not gonna argue um order. We'll do that when we actually make our list, right? We're gonna make a rough top ten here.
0: Okay. So yeah.
1: We got we got Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, no one's gonna argue that, right?
0: Nobody's gonna and argue then
1: that then the next three, Kyler, Josh Allen, Deshaun.
0: I would put fine. I would put I would put Ben I would put Ben and Brady in there. I would put Ben Brady and Kyler. So we have, what, Kyler, Josh, Deshaun,
1: and then that'd be 6 plus you put Ben and Brady in there, that would make eight. So then let's argue the last two spots here. We got Jared Doff, Derek Carr, and then I'd probably go Herbert and Tannehill right after that. Those would be our rough top 12. Yes. I don't think Joe Burrow belongs in there. I'm sorry. I think Joe Burrow has incredible upside. Look, what he's been able to do with his weapons has been fantastic, but from a realism standpoint... He's got 12 touchdowns, 5 picks, and 90 QBR, which is fine. It's average. Yeah. Completing 65% of his throws, got twenty-five hundred yards. That's good, but it's not even close to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's completing 65% of his throws, which is the same as Joe Burrow. He's got about the same amount of yards, a little bit less. 20 touchdowns, 3 picks, 107 QBR.
0: No, yeah. I, I agree That's with better you.
1: stats. There's simply better stats.
0: Uh-huh. I, and his team is winning. Yeah. yeah. I'd put Joe Burrow at, like, 17, 18 in the league. Maybe 19? I don't know about
1: that. We haven't in our third tier and we've only ranked
0: 15 quarterbacks, so okay. I would say he's 15, 16-ish. Okay, so 16. Um, I mean, he's very good. He has, like you said, incredible upside. I can't wait to watch him for the rest of his career. I think he's going to be a really, really, really good quarterback. But to say that he's a top 10 quarterback at this point in the season, when we know very well the games that he lost and that he looked terrible in when he lost, I just I don't see how you can put him in your top 10. I, I just don't understand this list at all.
1: I, I agree. I, I don't understand how you can actually look at Lamar Jackson and think he's a top 10 quarterback. I it, it, it's, it's inexcusable. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know how you look at Lamar go, He's a top 15 quarterback right now. He's not I would say okay. You know what? I could argue top fifteen. Maybe the thirteenth best quarterback. Top twelve, not even close. Maybe the fourteenth best quarterback.
0: Yeah. Okay. Who's on the list after he's been, Burrow? He's
1: been flat out bad. Yeah. Like his team is what six and three. Yeah. I mean that means that, but the three games that they've lost. So let's look at the three games lost. the Chiefs. Pretty much cost him a loss. Ninety-seven yards passing. Are you kidding me? Let's look at the next game he's lost. The Steelers. Two picks, 66 QBR. You kidding me? He lost that game. Patriots, I'll give him that. He didn't really lose them the game. But two out of three losses, it's fully, solely on him.
0: Yeah. He just hasn't looked good.
1: It's it's not good. And the fact that Joe there I don't get that either. I mean, I could argue Justin Herbert for that. I can argue um, Ryan Tannehill for it, but I think a huge snub has been Tom Brady and Derek
0: Hart. Jared Goff. I would probably put 13th, or 12th to 13th. Like I'd I say Jared Goff, Jared probably not. Here's here's somebody we're forgetting. I would argue Tua over Burrow right now.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think Tua has the body of work yet. He's only played three games. I think we need to slow down
0: on Tua. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, out of those three games that we've seen, those three that we've seen from Tua have been better than the, the first three we saw from Burrow. uh
1: it, it, yeah, I guess. I'm not really going to play that game right now because, look, two ahead, what, six six weeks to sit and just learn? Joe Burr was thrown into an offense and said, go win a game. And he's done his best. Look, he had a 91 QBR in his second game. Three, three touchdowns, no picks against the Browns, with Miles Garrett breathing on his neck. That's true. And then he went on the road to Philly with um, Fletcher College, Brandon Graham, breathing down his neck, and he completed 71% of his throws, two touchdowns, no picks, 106 QBR.
0: Yeah. Okay, you win that one. <laughs> so, yeah. Who do we got after uh, Burrow on the list?
1: Uh, let's see, we got Burrow. Um, just Ryan's handle is number 10. Like I said, um, I'm fine with him being a top 10 quarterback right now. But I I don't think personally he is. I think he's probably 11th, 12th, 13th-ish. But I I would rather Derek Carr, to be honest with
0: you. Yeah, I'd much rather Derek Carr. I'll take Derek
1: Carr, I'll take Big Ben, I'll take Tom Brady, I'll take all three of them.
0: Yeah, overall, that list is just so bad.
1: And then we're not even talking about Drew Brees.
0: I was just about to mention him. What What are his numbers this year?
1: Let's look up Drew Brees' number here. I mean, completing 74% of his throws, 2,200 yards, 18 touchdowns, 3 picks, 110
0: QBR. Okay, that's another guy that should be top 10.
1: Better than Lamar, it's better than Burrow, it's better than Tannehill.
0: Yeah, well, whoever, who who made this list? Who, what, Sims? That is Chris Sims. Chris Sims. Chris Sims, if for some reason you are listening to this podcast, you... Bad list, man. You're terrible at making uh, lists. So, just stop trying. <laughs> yeah, that one was bad. I'm not gonna lie. That was really uh, bad. I,
1: I, he's a pretty smart guy generally, but that was that was bad.
0: Yeah, and and that always it always surprises me when I see somebody that kind of that I've respected and and know to be you know generally good at their job come out with something like that. I know we've seen it a couple of times since we started the podcast. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, you have a guy that's just, like, so, like, right on everything and, and you agree with, and the next thing you know, he's putting Tannehill and Lamar and all these dudes in the top ten that have no business being there. So,
1: I agree. Um, well, I think that's about all we got for our first, uh, first
0: time when we get back. We'll do divisional checkup and the uh the sunday predictions yeah guys don't go anywhere you're not going to miss that so that was our first segment if you are just now joining us uh go back listen to our thursday at night thoughts at the beginning and then uh you should have just heard uh tim's rant on this quarterback list which is just uh so bad so terrible So uh, if you want to hear that, go back, listen, and uh, like you said, next segment we'll have our divisional checkups and our Sunday predictions. So don't go anywhere. What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over
1: at Rockville a formal shout-out.
0: Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio.
0: Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. What's up, guys? We are back. It is the second segment of the issue, November 20th. Um, you know, we've got a pretty good segment coming up here. Um, just talking a little bit during the break. We're going to have a good round of this divisional checkups. Um, to start off and then finishing up the episode with Sunday predictions. Um, So, our divisional checkups are based on our divisional predictions that we made. I think it was every Monday we did it, right? Every Monday preseason?
1: Yeah, we did uh, one division per Monday for, uh, that'd be eight eight weeks, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and so because we didn't really have much to talk about, there were no sports on, so we just... uh, there's the predictions, and now we're going to go back and see how we're doing.
0: Yeah. So, um, where do you want to start? You want to start AFC or NFC.
1: We're going to start um, in the AFC. We will go with the AFC South first.
0: Okay. Um, so let's start so with we our... predicted. Yeah. Go. Okay, predict yeah, We
1: predicted the Colts to win the division at ten and six. They are at six and three right now. Okay. We are on point there. And um, then we also have the Jaguars in the basement at two and fourteen. They're one and eight. They're on pace so to go about two and fourteen, so we hit that. And uh, we did have the Titans in third and the Texans in in second. So reverse those. Um, but we got the top and the bottom right, and uh, just a minor tweak in the middle there. Okay. The Jaguars or um, the Texans are much worse than we thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the Titans are kind of about as good as we thought. They're six and three. Uh, we have them at eight and eight. I think they're probably going to go nine and seven. Um, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, and overall, we didn't do too bad on that division, all right?
1: Okay, 50% on that, we hit 50%. Okay. Um, all right, here, let's go, how about the AFC North now? Uh, okay, we have Baltimore at the top. We kind of butchered this one, so i not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. We uh, only got one for four on these, because we have, uh, we predicted Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Right now it is Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. So we only hit the Bengals in the basement. Um... We did, I did not foresee Pittsburgh being this good. I knew their defense was going, be, was going to be dominant. Their offense was stagnant last year. Although I know backup quarterbacks, just there just still wasn't a run game. Juju didn't look as explosive. Deontay Johnson didn't look as explosive. So um, it was just just real hit or miss. for Steelers. Hopefully, I mean, or I'm saying fortunately they did hit. They were amazing. They've been amazing so far. So one for four. There, not our greatest.
0: Well, oh, I mean, we slept on the Steelers a lot preseason, so I think a lot of people did. Um, like you said, we knew they were going to have a good defense, but Ben was a huge question mark coming back from that surgery. So, um, you know, you, you take the Steelers without Ben, you get another 8-8 eight and eight season probably. If you take Ben out of the equation right now and put in Hodges or Rudolph, you're, you're going to get probably about the same as we finished last year. So... With that question mark of you know how is Big Ben gonna look when we were making the predictions, it was it was a safe bet to put Pittsburgh down there, um, but obviously we were we were very wrong. Ben has proved to be very dominant and the team as a whole. So yeah, I agree. And uh, all right, let's move on here. AFC West, we also butchered that. The only thing we got is the
1: Chiefs at the top. They we went at 12 and four. They're probably gonna be better than that. They're eight and one now. But we nailed that. Everything else is doo-doo. Uh, we had the Chargers in second. I didn't foresee the cluster injuries that they've gotten. Uh, Derwin James out. Joey Bose has been in and out. Uh, Melvin Ingram, the other defensive and outside linebacker type position, has been in and out. I didn't expect Kenneth Murray to be not as good as he is the rookie linebacker. Uh, I didn't expect their wide receiving core to kind of take some injuries. And I, didn't, I expect Tyrod Taylor, even though Justin Herbert's been great. I think the experience of Taylor would have won him some more games. And so I didn't foresee that coming. We had the Broncos in third. Oh, so we did hit the Broncos. There we go. Okay, there we go. And the Broncos in third. They are in third. So we're fifty percent on this one. Not bad.
0: Not too uh, bad. The Raiders are
1: much better than I thought. Wow.
0: Yeah, they were. They are good. They are. I didn't foresee Derek Carr playing this good, and I didn't foresee them being able to run the football as effectively as they have. That I didn't know their offensive line was that good. To be honest with you. Yeah. What's fifty so percent on that division? Not too bad. Got no. the. Uh, first
1: team and the third team correct. If you switch two and four, we're in business. Yes. All right, here, last AFC division, the East, and we are 50% on this one as well, so not, we're not doing too bad. You know, we're, we're hitting 50% here in three of the four divisions. That's not terrible.
0: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of time uh, left for our predictions to kind of maybe fall the right way, so.
1: Yeah, not bad. Uh, we at least have the division... Leaders right for three of the fours. So that's that's the start. Yeah, that's big. Um, right, we have the Bills at the top of this
0: division, mm-hmm. and
1: uh, they are definitely there. We have a ten and six. They are seven and three. They probably go eleven and five. Um, then we have the, the um, Patriots. We predicted who. You never know, but I don't think they're going to go eight and eight. And I don't think they're going to be second. I think the Dolphins are playing really, really good football right now. Mm-hmm. So you switch those two in our predictions. You get real life, and then obviously the Jets at the basement. We predicted correct. We have been at four and twelve. They are going to be even worse. They're zero and nine right now. They probably go two and fourteen, maybe one and fifteen.
0: Yeah, um, this is a team that's very, that very, very well could go zero and sixteen this year.
1: I I agree. I could not agree more. It's just a really, really bad team. <laughs> like, but uh, we did we did predict them right. Predict the build right. Swapped in middle two. You know we're cooking
0: fifty percent again. All right, next.
1: All right, let's pop over to the NFC. We'll go to NFC East to start. Okay, first of all, no one predicted every single team to be this bad, but we do have uh, we we've, we we've the division lead right. We have the Eagles winning it; they are leading it right now. Everything else is a mess. We have Dallas at second, all oh, fair, abysmal. They're in the they're in the basement. Uh, we had the Washington football team uh, in the basement in our. Uh, NFC East, they are actually third, and then we have the Giants in third place in our NFC East predictions on Instagram. Go check it out, by the way. The underscore issue podcast. Yep. Uh, you can go check out these predictions, but we had them in third. They are actually in second, so we only hit one for four there. But I don't think anyone could have predicted this division to to even six percent. I uh, it'd be like March Madness. You know how by the second weekend there's only like point zero zero one you know percent of brackets that are that are still. You know, viable. Oh, like, like that. I, I bet there's like two percent of people that predicted this current setup right now.
0: They probably didn't even do it. There's probably not even two percent out there that did this. Yeah, you're, it's probably
1: less because a lot of people were actually really high on the Cowboys, and you know, obviously they're last place.
0: Yeah, this division's a mess.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's awful. <laughs> um, all right, here. Let's go to the NS. Hmm. NFC West. This was the first. I think this was the first. Yeah, that was the first division we predicted. So we'll go NFC West. Here we have Seattle in the lead. We got that right. Um, but that was all we got right. This been a really competitive division. Um, the Ram. We have the Rams in third on our predictions. They are actually second. We have the Cardinals in last. They are third. We have the Niners in second. They are fourth. I don't think anyone foresaw the cluster injuries on the defensive front and at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and now tight end for, for the 49ers. Um, what was it against the, against the Packers this past year? I think they had like two rostered offensive or two rostered players that that played against um, the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Isn't that crazy? Just the injury that they yeah. absorbed.
0: Yeah, they. Um... Nobody saw that coming. If, if you take away those injuries, our predictions for this division, I would think, are almost spot on. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But, I, I mean, because you think about it, the Cardinals are in, what, third right now? They are in third right now. We have them in 4th we They're not that far off. Oh. I don't think, they'll probably finish in third just because
1: the Niners, with their injuries, are just going to continue to be a. a, a
0: some football team. Right, but what I'm saying is if you take away those injuries from from the Niners, they they're definitely, you know, above the Cardinals, which would put the Cardinals in fourth, which would give us our second like a, a second correct prediction 50%. there. And then yeah. honestly, if they don't have those injuries, San Fran's probably a number two team that gives us seventy five percent right there, and then you know, the other one would fall right in there at hundred percent. So really the only thing that screwed up this division for us was San Fran getting all those injuries, if you think about it like that.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, we kind of had a brutal, uh, had a brutal NFC here, except for the NFC South, but we're going to go with the NFC North here. Um, it is currently at the stands it's Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions. We have has Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions, so only the Lions we hit on. Um, I didn't foresee the Vikings being this bad. I think eventually it's going to shake out to where the Vikings are in second, Bears in third, which would give us 50%, because we would have gotten the bottom two teams right. Mm -hmm. I just think with Nick Foles, that offense is is brutally terrible, um, because Nick Foles is brutally terrible. So I think that that the Vikings will end up in second place, which would give us 50% on
0: this. Yeah, um, and that's another thing I just want to say, guys. Don't judge us too bad right now. It's not over till it's over. We need all the games to be played. We need everything to shake out. But we're just doing a little checkup right now. We we'll go to the doctor's office every year. You get your checkup. We're just doing a little checkup on the divisions.
1: I agree. Um, so let's hit let's hit our our uh, our holy grail, if you will, of our of our uh, predictions. Right. All right. The NFC South, man. We. Nailed it, hundred <laughs> percent in the NFC South. We have Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. As it stands, it is Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers.
0: Yeah, baby, that's what you like to see.
1: It is. That was an incredible, uh, incredible prediction there on our part. I just think with Drew Brees and those weapons, it's hard to not put them in first. I don't think they will finish in first, though. Unfortunately for our predictions, I think the Bucks are going to pull ahead. Because let's talk. Let's talk about this now. The Saints are going to taste them. Hill as their
0: starting quarterback. Instead
1: of James Winston.
0: I would go Winston, man. I would go James Winston.
1: I would go Winston in a heartbeat. Jason Hill has thrown like 13 passes in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's really concerning.
1: James threw, I think, nine in the second half of the last game. Like, what what are you doing? I, it's hard to doubt Sean Payton because he's going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest offensive coaches uh, probably the last 30 years. But I, that, that's one of the biggest bonehead moves I've seen in a long
0: time. Unless they're just planning on running the Wildcat with Taysom Hill.
1: I agree. It's going to look like a very, very weird offense. Um, I do want to shout out a couple comments here on this one, though. Sleeping on the Panthers says, Jari underscore water. No, we are not. We are percent right. So um <laughs>
0: top. And uh the lost Atlanta
1: or the Los Atlanta. Uh you sleep on the Falcons and uh no we're not. They are pretty bad. And uh someone actually commented back and said, Nah, the Falcons just trash. I agree at oh so arrogant dot you are right. And same with Jay Money who said for real. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, a little uh Back to the uh, comments that we used to get lit up for for these divisional predictions. But, uh, you know, for the most part, we're kind of right. And you can 100% expect if you are somebody that left a comment on one of our pictures at the end of the season, uh, if everything looks like, you know, we're right, you are going to get toasted. Um, <laughs> we will for sure but go back Oh it's all in good fun Nothing. We're not trying to demean anybody here We're just trying to po- poke a little fun You know get some uh, Ruffle some feathers get some listeners So uh, it's, it's a good way to do it You know no, I agree So I mean we, we we didn't do terrible You know
1: we at least <laughs> hit a division 100% We were probably, probably averaged about 50% So I'll take that first year ever predicting divisions For us and uh that's pretty impressive,
0: hitting about 50% roughly. Yeah, and we're definitely going to do that again for next season too. So, uh, Oh, absolutely. Hopefully we get better. We'll take our percentage from this season, we'll save it, and we'll put it somewhere. Uh, at the end we'll do all the math to calculate it out, and then we'll see if we can get any oh, better we next can season. measure our success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always about measuring the goals. Um, Or measure our success or, you know, failure to learn from it. Absolutely. Look at this guy over here. Um, But uh, we're going to get into now our Sunday predictions, my favorite part of our Friday episodes, um, talking about who's winning, who's losing, get the betting lines. So, Tim, open up Fox Bet, man. We are going to go. let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Let's start in the early window. Let's go to a game that everyone's going to have their eyes on. We just talked about it. Taysom Hill getting the start for New Orleans. They are favored by three and a half at home over the Atlanta Dirty Bird Falcons. Um, The line is at, uh, like you said, 3.5 for New Orleans, and over-under is 49. I'll start with my prediction first. Let's go. Um, This is one of my easiest picks of the week. Some people are going to start putting money on Atlanta. No, sir, I will take New Orleans. I think Atlanta's offensive line is subpar. I think the pass rush of New Orleans is going to get Matt Ryan's face, going to make him uncomfortable. I think he turns the ball over twice. I like Taysom Hill to be just good enough. I'll take the off to cover. I think they win by four. And uh, I will go with the over two offensive teams that are, are going to score some points. I think, I, like I said, I think Matt Ryan turns the ball over twice, but I, I just think, I still think he's going get, to get some stats, get some touchdowns, and I think, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I'll take the over on 49.
0: I'll take the Saints to cover 3.5. Okay. Um, I like the Saints to win, but something's telling me that this game is going to be really, really close. I'm thinking maybe a game deciding field goal to win by 1 or 2. So I like the Falcons to cover, but I like the Saints to win. Um, and then I will take, I'll take the over. I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't think either team has a great defense. Um, so I, I like the over. I like the Saints to win, Falcons to cover.
1: Yeah, and it's inside, you have to think about that. There's no factors. It is now, you know, late November. It's something you got to start thinking about.
0: Right. Well, they're both two Southern. this, this, what's that? Both two Southern teams, though, so.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, both indoors. But still, even in the South, it gets windy, a little
0: bit of rain. Right, you know, right, right, yeah.
1: Soupy. But still, uh, inside, no worries. But the game that you love to worry about, the weather, Cleveland in November, out past. Got that wind humming off the lake. Uh, they host the Philadelphia Eagles at 3-5-1, the division lead in the NFC East. <laughs> Cleveland's favored by three, and the over-under is 47 easiest under of the year. Easiest under of the year. Carson Wentz playing terrible football. Baker's not a good quarterback. I would take the under all day. Um, the line, three for Cleveland. I like them to run the football to a win. I like them to cover that. And uh, like I said, I'll take the under I don't actually predict a score on this one. I'm gonna go seventeen
0: ten. Okay. All right. I like uh I like Cleveland to win, I like Cleveland to cover to cover, and I like the under as well. That's about all I got on that game.
1: All right, let's stay in the early window here. We got the three and seven Matt Roulette, Carolina Panthers at home hosting the four and five Detroit Lions. Detroit's actually favored on the road by two and a half. I'll take Carolina. I think Matt Rule is actually going to lead them to, well, I think it's going to be a coaching win, um, even without C-Mac. Teddy Bridgewater is a little banged up. I will take Carolina. Um, the underdog here, and the line is at 46.5. I'm going to take the over on that. I don't think either defense is particularly good. Matt Stafford historically can put up stats. Sometimes the wins don't always translate. But he'll be able to score some points. And I think Carolina scores some points as well. They're not a bad team. Yeah. Uh, Point-wise, I mean, they're averaging 23 points a game. That That's pretty solid. Detroit's averaging 25. I'll take the over, and uh, I will take Carolina to win.
0: All right. Uh, I like Carolina to win as well. I don't like it by a, a huge margin. I think it's going to be really close, uh, what with C-Mac out. And, and like you said, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a, a little banged up. So... I like Carolina to win. I think we, we talked about it earlier and we've said it all year kind of that Carolina is our uh, our team to pick that you know can, can ruin some chances here coming down the stretch. Um, I'm not saying that Detroit has chances, but I'm just saying
1: Well, actually, hold up, hold the phone there. Letting seven teams in now on each side. Detroit might have a chance though.
0: Okay. You so know what I mean? This could They're be four and five. They're not completely out of it
1: yet, but this is a game. Where if they lose, they'll look back and say, oh, that that's a game that we needed to win to
0: get in. Right, and this is what we were talking about with Carolina preseason and as the season has gone on here. Um, I like Carolina to win. I, I think they'll win by one or two. Um, and I like the under. I, I really like the under. Right the now. under there? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a tough over for me. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. But I think uh weather's going to be decent. I Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll stay in the early window here. Let's go Tennessee at Baltimore. Baltimore started by 6.5. Um, I think this is, if I was going to put some scratch on any game, I would bet Tennessee to cover that. That is way too wide of a margin for a team that plays fundamentally sound, um, run the football type of game like Tennessee does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a pretty easy under, though, for me. Two teams that pound the football, there's just going to not be that many possessions. Um, each drive is going to be seven, eight minutes They're going to be sustained drives. It's going to be Derrick Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram running the football. So I will take the under on forty nine and a half, and I will take Tennessee to cover. I do think Baltimore wins though. They have a better defense, and they have the better overall team.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say something crazy right now, and it's going to be my crazy prediction of the week right here. But I like something's telling me Tennessee. I think Baltimore's I don't think you're crazy, actually, for that. I think Baltimore's blowing up a little bit right now. I think this is the week where Tennessee catches Baltimore on the right week, and I'm going to take Tennessee to win by like three. And take Tennessee okay. to Tennessee uh, to Tennessee to win by three. I will take the under though too. I
1: don't think you're crazy because Baltimore coming off a very very physical matchup uh, versus the the Patriots. So I don't, yeah. think I don't think you're that crazy. And I I remember correctly. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so Tennessee's coming off. They have more rest. They played Thursday night last week, so yes. they have a lot of rest.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah, I like Tennessee. We're
1: we'll say in the early window here, Pittsburgh-Jacksonville. Uh, Pittsburgh is favored by 10.5. The other runner is 46. This is another game that's sneaky. Pittsburgh tends to let these teams hang around. But I will actually take Pittsburgh to cover the ten and a half. Um, I just think with the the young quarterback, I think Jake Luton's going to start. Even if Gardner Minshew starts, I will still take. uh, I'll still take Pittsburgh to cover that. I think the defense is going to harass whoever's under center for them, and uh, the over under is forty six. I'll take the under.
0: Yeah. I don't think Jacksonville is going to put up a lot of points. So I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll take them to cover, and I like the under.
1: All right, all right. in the early window here. Let's go New England at Houston. We to start by two and a half. I actually like them to win this game. I like them to cover. I think they're going to run the football right down Houston's throat. Houston does not have a good defense this year. I, I, think, I think this is a a Bill Belichick-esque win. They're going to harass Deshaun Watson, they're going to throw some different looks at him, probably play some Amida defense, and they are going to uh, run the football. And I think it's a classic Bill Belichick win, over runner's 49. I an easy under for me.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely like, I like the Patriots here. Um, I like Houston to cover, though. I think this is going to be one of those games where we start to see a little more life from Houston. Um, I think... Deshaun Watson's going to look phenomenal, um, and I think he's going to keep it close. Uh, I like Houston to cover, but I like New England to win, and I like the under as well.
1: All right, last game of the 1 o'clock frame. We have uh, the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Washington. Washington's here by 2.5. This is my pick of the week. I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win that game. Yeah, the underdog. The over-under is 46.5.
0: I'll take the over on that. Oh, okay. Actually,
1: actually, I'm sorry. i take the
0: under. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, Washington doesn't have that bad of a defense. And, you know, but uh, no, I definitely like Cincy to win, though. Um, I was kind of surprised um, when you just said that Washington's favored by two or two and a half or whatever it is. I like Cincy to win. I like him to win by a field goal. Um, and I like the under. I
1: agree, obviously. All right, here, we'll move to the 425, um, Fran. Here, let's go. Green Bay at Indianapolis. I was kind of shocked the line is two for Indy. Really? And you know it's even more shocking? I'm going to take Indy to cover that. Really? Here's why. Let's look at Green Bay's two losses. When, what what have their losses been against teams that have been physical? The um, Buccaneers came out, punched them in the mouth, turned the ball over there, and others, that team was flat the rest of the way. And then you look at their second loss. Minnesota ran the football right down their throat. A physical team. Indianapolis is a very physical offensive line. Very physical back in Jonathan Taylor. Um, Their defense is physical. I think it's a bad matchup for Green Bay. It's a very bad matchup for Green Bay. I'll take Indianapolis to cover. over is 51.5. I'll take the under. I think Indianapolis defense
0: suffocates Green Bay. Okay, Uh, I'm going to go against you here. Uh, I like Green Bay. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to light it up. Um, I think he's going to solidify his spot once again in our number one Game Changers tier. Uh, we're going to be talking about how good he was uh, come Monday. Monday's show, we're just we'll going to... see, sh- I think
1: we're going to be talking about bumping him
0: down. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to see on that one, but I, I do like Green Bay to win. Uh, maybe not by a lot, but I do like Green Bay to win. Uh, and I'll take the under on that game.
1: Yeah, 51.5 is a, a, lot, a lot of points from absorb. Yes. Um, All right. Let's go Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by seven. I think they cover that, and the over under is forty eight. I will take the under.
0: Yeah, I'll take under. Minnesota wins. Minnesota covers. Uh, Not too hard to predict uh, when it's Dallas these days. Yeah, I mean Dallas does
1: get uh, Danny Dalton back, but at that point, uh, such a lost cause.
0: Yeah, it's just it's not even Uh, close, man.
1: It's bad. Um, All right, here let's go four oh five game on CBS. We got Miami. Traveling to Denver in the mile high air, Miami's there by three and a half. Now this is tough. This is a long flight. I don't know. This is this is tough for me.
0: I like uh, okay. it's a
1: long flight for Miami. They're coming off a game, um, in which they played LA, which means I actually know it, it was at home L.A., so In their mind, they didn't travel back and forth. But I don't know, man. That's that's tough for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, For I'll some go- reason this this has this has upset potential, but I'm not gonna pick the upset if that makes sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if if uh Denver comes out victorious, but I think that Brian Flores is a just a good coach right now. He is coaching out of his mind. I think that defense is averaging a touchdown a game. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um so I will actually take Miami to fair by three and a half. I'll take him to cover of under fifth or forty. Uh, forty five. I will take the under, defensive head coach in Vic Fangio, defensive head coach in Brian Flores. I'll take the under, but it does have upset potential for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely has upset potential, but I'm a little more – I'm trusting Miami this week. Uh, I like Miami by three. I honestly like Miami by seven, quite honestly. I think they are one of the better teams in the league that nobody's really talking about. I don't think they get the credit for it. Uh, I think Tua's looked amazing. And I think he's gonna look really good at mile high. I think he's gonna hit some accurate passes. And I mean his precision's crazy. Uh so I, I do like Miami to win. I like Miami to win by seven. I'm saying that again. And uh we're gonna or, or we'll see what happens. I, I am taking the under. But uh like you said, upset potential uh-huh. for sure. I'm trusting my Dolphins this week.
1: All right, all right. Uh last two games here, this one is in the four or five frame as well. We got the New York Jets traveling to LA brutally long flight, traveling to the West Coast, a a bad team and a bad matchup. Easy win for the LA Chargers. They're favored by 9.5. I like them to cover. I think Justin Herbert shows off this week.
0: Yeah.
1: um, Over-under is 46. I will take the under. I don't think the Jets score more than 10 points.
0: Alright, well, I'm going to go against you here. I like the Jets to win. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, though, if this was at home, I'd like the Jets. Young kid traveling across into the other time zone. If this is at home for the Jets, I think this is a completely different game.
0: I think it has more upset potential if it's at home, but I still wouldn't pick the Jets.
1: See, I would pick the Jets if I was actually putting money on it if it was at
0: home because the payout would be huge. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, it's, that's not the case. So,
1: it's in L.A. I'll take L.A. to cover. And I like the under. I think it's a... Thirty-four
0: to ten game. Oh my god! Yeah, I like uh, I like LA to win. I like LA to win by like twenty-eight points. Honestly. <laughs> like,
1: okay, you like the under on that, or you like the over?
0: I like I like the under just because the Jets aren't going to put up any amount of points. I don't think. Like if they do, it'll be a couple of field goals. I don't think they're scoring touchdowns against this Chargers team.
1: I agree. Um, i us move on to the probably one of the better games of the weekend here. Vegas, at home, I against mean, a team that they already beat, the Casey Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by eight and a half, so Vegas has come in as heavy dogs, being slept on all week. Interesting game. Way too many points for me. Eight and a half. I like Vegas to cover that easy. That's a lock of the week for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was putting scratch down on it, I would definitely put some on Vegas covering that. Yeah. Over-under 56 and a half. I'll take the under. I think it's... I don't think it's that large of a shootout. That'd
0: be incredible. That would be one of the biggest shootouts we've seen all season, and uh, I don't think it's this week. I think that I think we're saving that big shootout game. But uh, you know what? I, I like KC to win. Um, I think Mahomes will look really good. But I I'll, agree. I think I like Casey to win both, but Vegas covers. I do think Vegas will cover. I don't I don't like that 8.5 spread. I think that's oh, well a huge disrespect towards Vegas. A team that has already beaten the Chiefs, let's keep in mind. And uh, it, they they match up well, is the big thing. Um, and I think, I think
1: that line is built on a little bit of a fallacy. It's called um, the gambler's fallacy, which means if something hasn't happened, like, for example... Because the Chiefs lost, they're going to come out with a fire um, under them. Just because they lost, that means they have to win this time. Uh, analytically speaking, statistically speaking, you know, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, That's like
1: saying like, so I'm going to bet I'm going to bet the Pirates to win after a nine game losing uh, losing streak because they're due. Yeah. No, actually, the Pirates are playing a better team, and they're a really bad team. The, the actual outcome has nothing to do. with, Statistically speaking, it has nothing to do with, with what's already happened. Right, it's called gambler's fallacy. And uh, I think that's a little bit what this line's built off. They're saying, well, KC hasn't beat them yet this year, so they have to beat them now. Well, actually, that, that has nothing to do with it. It's X's and O's. It's in between the lines. And I think Vegas is, is not nine points worse of a team.
0: Right, and when you're talking about statistics, uh, a, a game, for, for an example like this, a football game is an independent event um, most of the time. Oh, we so got a big not. business major over there,
1: so you're, you're a little more versed in
0: statistics than I probably am. All right, right. Um, all right, what are the games next? Or is that it? That's it. That would be the Sunday Night Football game. That is all the games for the week. All right. Um, so, I mean, that's basically all we got for you guys today. Um, go back, listen. We started the show Thursday Thoughts. Uh, got into a little rant. Tim broke down a list for us. Um, Had yeah, a little discussion on that list there. All right, and it led to a pretty good discussion. And then uh, we'll get into some divisional checkups after the break and then finish things off with our Sunday predictions. So, guys, if you're going to bet on football games this week, make sure you go through listen to our predictions because we have a uh, tendency of being right recently. And... Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say. Follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast. Our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. No underscore in the Twitter. Um, Check out our social media. Uh, We have a lot of graphics up. We just threw up two new graphics this week. Uh, So go out, check those those out over on Instagram. Uh, But guys, thanks for hanging out. We will be back with you on Monday. But until then, that was The Issue.